You're listening to Talk Birthday to Me, the podcast. I'm your host, Kelby Prop, and I'm creating a space to talk about infertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and motherhood. Tune in to hear guest interviews and real-life experiences from real moms. Welcome back to today's episode. I'm going to be talking to Sarah, and Sarah, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself... Hi, it's so nice to be here. I am a birth educator and a prenatal and postpartum massage therapist and a doula of more than 12 years, almost 15. And I'm the owner of a prenatal and postpartum deep tissue massage therapy company. We currently exist in Oakland, California, and we're opening in Chicago later this year. We've been around since 2010. And then I'm the creator of The Birth Deck by Glow, which is a giant deck of cards illustrating 50 ways to comfort someone in labor. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on today. I'm so excited to be talking to you. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about what got you into the birth world? I would love to. I am very passionate about birth. And even though I am not that old, I've been involved in this work for quite a long time for those years. I started in um, university, actually, in college, learning about the sociology of women's health. And that led me down a path through the study of menopause, which then, as it does, led me to the study of childbirth. <laughs> and I, um, I've i been captivated ever since. And so the the kind of track that I ended up taking in my career really started when I was about 19, um, maybe even 18. And it's taken a sort of interesting course that I wouldn't have expected, but it all is in line with the same, um, the same passion and the same objectives ultimately. So what led you to opening up Glow Birth? I, went to Australia to study massage therapy after I graduated with a degree in sociology from uh, University of Michigan. And I had intended on coming back to do a public health degree or a public policy degree with a focus on women's health and the childbearing year. Um, So maternity health care in the American system. And I wanted to have something that was sort of like almost a gap year, like an interesting skill that I could go and attain, really train in something that was clinical and a little bit maybe subclinical. So I didn't want to become a nurse. And then I wanted to bring that back to both financially put myself to graduate school and then also to have my hands, my mind, my body in the same space as women going through this journey of the perinatal year. And so massage therapy ended up kind of hijacking my whole life. Um, And I ended up opening Glow um, when I moved back to the States after five years in Australia practicing and learning about doula care there and training to be be a birth educator. Um, And yeah, that's how I started Glow. And it just took over it was in there's so much demand for that kind of totally present care without fear mm-hmm. around pregnancy and birth that it just took off like gangbusters and I sort of haven't looked back. Yeah, that's awesome. That's super, super cool. And with Global Birth, you offer massage and what other stuff do you have? So the practice has evolved over time, um, or maybe I don't want to say it's devolved. It's just we've focused. So when uh, when I first opened Glow, it was just me, my massage table, 
and my doula kit. And I was teaching birth education at some various places around the Bay Area, teaching courses through other people's shops. And then I also was teaching private birth education through GLOW. I was a doula through GLOW and also the primary massage therapist. The massage therapy practice grew so rapidly that I very quickly was hiring people, which I wasn't anticipating needing to do and I wasn't planning on even wanting to do. But it was so obvious that the demand was there and I couldn't shoulder all of the clients. So I pretty quickly hired people within the first year um, for the bodywork portion. And then I continued to work in the birth education and birth support um, sides of the business. Then um, over time, I ended up moving to New York City. So I currently live in New York City. Glow is in Oakland. We're opening in Chicago. I like to make my life really complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. I have a therapist. Um, but I um when I moved to New York, I realized I just had to simplify. And honestly, um, you know, we used to provide the most amazing doula care. We were a team of doulas. Um, and I, after sort of three, I want to call them almost like classes of doulas came through, they all became midwives. So you can see like the kind of doula I was attracted to was like something yeah. very clinical, very serious. And they all became midwives. And after the third round came through, I was like, I can't, I don't even want to go and hire more doulas. Like we're good here. We're going to wrap that part of the business. I'm happy to refer out. Mm -hmm. um, so now we really focus heavily on our massage therapy and it's just fabulous. That's awesome. Well, do you want to kind of get into some of the comfort measure stuff? Um, obviously like the birth deck is all about comfort measures. And do you want to kind of explain what the importance is um, for having comfort measures in place and practicing them? After all these years of working with women, especially women and comfort around the childbearing year, we're, my whole team, we're all experts in where the aches and pains are in pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. And uh, the birth deck is really geared towards people who don't have any education around childbirth whatsoever. We have a ton of doula customers who, and birth educator customers and midwifery customers, lots of birth centers will buy the birth deck either to sell or to loan to their patients and clients. And that's because it's such a simple tool. And that's what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be a one-stop shop. You come in, you have this deck. There are a lot of people who not only don't have an interest in learning about birth before giving birth, their partners certainly don't. Not only that, they don't have birth education resources around them, and they're, they don't even know to go on the internet to find them. You know, we're so steeped as birth workers in this uh, very insular environment and culture around birth, which is both beautiful because we know that everyone should know this stuff. It would make their lives so much easier around childbirth and it's important for the common culture, but so many people just don't have access to it. It's not within their interest. So fine, that's fine. How do we help people have non-traumatic births, both for the partners and for the people birthing? And so the birth deck illustrates 50 of the tried and true doula, you know, signed off approval techniques for comforting someone in labor. And um, on the front of each card, there is either the illustration of the technique or the actual script, if it's like a hypnosis or a relaxation script. And then so it's what you do is on the front. And then on the back is the explanation very, very briefly. And then the instructions for um, executing the technique. And the idea is that it's only the words you need, nothing more, nothing less. So it's if you're looking for you know uh, an encyclopedia on birth support, the birth deck is not it. Yeah. I love it. And I think that it's so well laid out. I have a couple to loan out to my clients just because 
it's such an easy way to get partners involved and them to feel like they're part of, you know, the pregnancy part as well, because they can practice some of these measures beforehand and really kind of get a good grip on that before they're actually in the moment. And although I can teach them some of this stuff during, you know, prenatal appointments and stuff like that, I can't teach them all of this. And so it's really nice for them to have that like kind of background going into labor then they already know it. Totally. It's so important for people to feel empowered. And whenever someone is asking me how they should hire a doula, and I'm putting air quotes around hire, like, how do I know someone's good? You know, I'm meeting one doula who has, you know, a thousand birds under her belt. I'm meeting another doula who has 10. I like the one with 10 better. The vibe's better. It's flowing. What do I do? You know, the reality is that you can be the best doula out there on your first birth. It actually is not the skill. Yes, there is skill involved, but also a lot of it is intuitive. It's intuitive in your touch and it's about just going for it. You know what I mean? It's about not being afraid of the moment. It's about embracing it and getting in there. It's like being a team player. And you know who's really good at doing that? A partner. And yeah. so you have, you know, especially like, frankly, men, women, you know, we'll take men just as like the majority of partners birthing, you know, partners for birthing people out there for the purposes of this conversation, um, especially for this comment. I feel like a lot of people think that men are not going to be comfortable on birth. A lot of men in our culture are actually raised to be team players in ways that women are not. Right. So yes, they're raised to be competitive in this and that, but they are raised around sports and, you know, playing on the field and getting into it and then leaving the field and shaking hands and like they can get down with a marathon they can get down with a race and that's what labor is so if you give somebody whether they're men or women the tools and you empower them it's probably going to be successful so that's the idea because as a doula like you said you can only do so much and you want them to go home and look at them and practice them ahead of time usually when you're a doula and also you can't be there from the moment that someone goes into labor you're going to be there for two days right, right. Like you them to feel empowered at home before you get there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I totally, totally agree with that. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about why it's important to have comfort measures and still practice them, even if you're planning on an epidural birth? Because I hear so many times, well, I'm just having an epidural. I, I don't need any of those. Yeah. And epidural is not a free pass. So this is something that I think is a miss. I am very aware it is a misnomer in our American birth culture, which is that you get to the hospital you have your first contraction, you throw the bag in the car, you hightail it to the hospital because the hospital is where the babies come out. So once you get to the hospital, the baby comes out, right? Yes. Not realizing that you've got ditches to dig before you get there. And if you want a vaginal birth, so we'll call it a physiologic birth for this conversation. If you want a physiologic birth, you better get on board with some contractions because we know as birth workers that you're going to need to get to you know, sort of like the four to six centimeter mark and we'll call it four or five. Fine. Um, if you want to have your cake and eat it too, you want to have your epidural and you want to have your vaginal birth, your physiologic birth, you're going to need to have some contractions first. And you have to think about it like this. The flywheel has to get started. You do not get all of the hormones to spur labor and to keep labor going and then throw in the epidural, which takes out the pain. The pain is what fires the hormone oxytocin that gives you the next contraction. So it's a little hard to explain it, I think, without my hands or, you know, yeah. or some kind of diagram. But basically, without pain, you don't get contractions. So when you take the, when you take the pain out with the epidural, and even if you put in the fake hormone, the Pitocin, it's going to slow your labor down if you don't already have the system churning. Okay. So it's like a flywheel. Mm 
So we want to get that flywheel started, then we can get our medication if we're going to get our medication. But those, that four to five, zero to four to five centimeters can take you a long, long time to get there. Now, we can add in the added variable that the epidural may or may not work. So there are so many people that I see second, third times in birth education classes where they're actually there. They've already had birth education. They've already had their babies or they haven't had birth education and they had their first child and they didn't pay attention to the comfort measures at all because they were like, I'm having an epidural, no big deal. They got there and the epidural gave patchy relief because the fact is that the epidural drug, but we'll say lidocaine might be the same in all the hospitals and all the epidurals, but the placement is not the same because it's a human placing the needle. And your spine is not always exactly straight. So where that epidural is actually aligned, the needle, and where that medication is actually hitting your spinal cord is not necessarily going to give you uniform pain relief from the point of insertion down. Um, This really probably is only going to be interesting to birth workers, but that's cool. It's no big deal. Um, The point is that if you get patchy pain relief, that means that you might have half your abdomen numb and one of your legs numb, but you're experiencing all the same pains and discomforts in the rest of your body. So you better have some comfort techniques at the ready if that's going to be the case. And having some of those comfort measures in place is going to take out a lot of that fear when that breakthrough pain does come through. So Absolutely. That's absolutely right. And if you have the techniques, the other thing is a lot of the techniques can be used in other parts of your life. Um, so especially like the hypnosis and the birth and the mindfulness technique. So it's not like they're going to be wasted. You can, I mean, honestly, you could use these techniques on your kids when they're freaking out. You know what? We're just going to repackage the birth deck and we're going to call it how to comfort a toddler every day. (laughs) Exactly. We all need that in life. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And like you said, I mean, a lot of those comfort measures can be used in early labor. You know, if you're in a C-section, really any type of birth you can use them. So, um, do you have a favorite or a couple of favorite comfort measures? Well, I mean the double hip squeeze, can (laughs) we live without it? I don't think so. Um, there are some, there's some old school, I mean like the double hip squeeze is such a, such a ubiquitous, is that the word I want to use? I think that's the word I want to use. Um, technique that it really works. It's like the panacea for labor, right? Like it works for all the labors. It works for the epidural. It works for the, you know, back pain. It works right. for like for the back labor, works for the everything. Um, and it is so, people, doulas have to do it so much that doulas I know end up with wrist guards. You know, people who are like are seeing six to eight clients a month, which is arguably too many um, for birth are using wrist guards because that's how much they're doing it. So the double hip squeeze is just going to really make your birthing partner very, very pleased with you. Um, and then water. I mean, I know these are so simple, but the fact is that water is just the best. You can put it on a washcloth. You can spray someone's back. You can put it in a tub, put it in a shower, pour it down someone's back, use it on the belly, use it anywhere. The water is just the big guns of natural pain relief. And I'm so excited about it all the time. Yeah, I totally agree. Sometimes simple is is good in labor. <laughs> the other thing that I'll say is that we have a hypnobirth script and there are another a uh, few other sort of scripts and affirmations throughout the deck that are um, heavily influenced by hypnosis and hypnobirthing. And I'm a huge fan. Like if someone were to ask me, whenever someone asks me, what kind of birth education should I do if I already kind of know how birth happens? Um, 
it's hypnosis. It's hypnosis for childbirth because that's, again, a skill you're going to use it for the whole rest of your life. You'll use it in traffic. You'll use it at your work. You'll use it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've really seen it be super, super powerful for people um, without, and not even like hippies, you know, just like right. all the people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I took a class. Um, well, I guess it's been a few months now with, from another doula and her clients are just so relaxed and just go into it, you know, without really stressing about it. And I'm like, there's some really good stuff to this. I mean, it's fascinating. I know a bunch of midwives who've worked in um, Utah for their, the end of their midwifery apprenticeships because there are people who have a lot of babies in Utah, turns out. Um, and they, they're, especially in some practices that are sort of like in the country um, where they're doing a lot of home birthing. They don't use pain medication, obviously they're home birthing. And all of these midwives that I know from the Bay Area describe over the, the course of like decades of hearing about this now, going there and these women just being like so zen out and they all do hypnobirth. And, you know, we, we sort of wonder, it's a religious community. We're like, is it like a God thing? Is it like they just are so comforted by the presence of God? But I'll tell you, I've been around some very, very, faithful Catholics in labor. <laughs> and it's not the same. You know no. what I mean? Like, I don't care. It is not the God thing. Like it is totally a hypnobirth thing. Mm-hmm. I'm a believer. Yeah, I am definitely too. Um, well, awesome. Was there anything else that you wanted to mention about the birth deck or your glow birth? Or- I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think that you, you sort of hit it all on the head. I just want everyone to feel like they have access to the information that they need and to the resources that they need. And it doesn't have to cost a million dollars. Um, and that you will, your investment in some birth education will go a really long way for you because it will give you, especially if you do it ahead of time, if you open your birth deck ahead of time, take a class ahead of time, you're going to have lower fear. If you have lower fear, you have lower adrenaline. If you have lower adrenaline, you're going to have a smoother birth. That's how, that's how the nature works. Yeah. Exactly. What would be your best advice to soon-to-be parents or new parents? Um, soon-to-be parents. Oh my God, I have two little kids myself. So right now, don't ever stop using Purell for a second oh, of yes. the day. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, no, but that feels like not what you're looking for. Um, okay, what would be for parents or parents? You know what? Don't get too attached to your pleasure and don't get too attached to your pain. The fact is that you parenting, birth, parenting, pregnancy will teach you, and you really become a parent, especially for the person carrying the baby, the mom, you become a parent the minute that you get pregnant because your whole life starts to change. You start doing risk analyses, you know, minute by minute. Do I eat this? Do I eat that? What do I do? Your whole life is now going to be running this gauntlet of risk assessment. And if you were to just stay in that mental frame, it would make you completely crazy. So in the end, what you need to realize is that Every single moment is fleeting. Everything is changing constantly. There's never going to be a point at which everything gels and you fully have it, which means that all the good parts, you better savor it because it's not going to be that, it's not going to be that forever. It's going to be good again, but it's not going to be that good, that kind of good. And same for your pain. You're going to be in a phase where you're like, I literally am in so, my frustration is so high because I'm so nauseous or because my kid's making me bananas. 
And in the end, that's going to all of a sudden shift on a dime too. And you will have wasted all this energy getting so attached to the fact that like you never should have had a kid, you know, which you felt for like an hour and a half one day. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think that that's it. Don't get too attached to your pleasure. Don't get too attached to your pain. It's all going to be changing constantly. Yeah, that's excellent advice. I love it. Um, awesome. Well, where can people find you? You can find us on Instagram at Glow Birth and Body, and we do a lot of birth education and positive thinking about pregnancy, childbirth, and postpartum there, and some good real talk conversations about the things that are more challenging. So that's at Glow, G-L-O-W, birth and body dot, dot com. Is that right? <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I think it a, is when I look it up. That's the handle and the website. Yes. And then um, for the birth deck, you can find us at the birth deck, simple. Uh, and we do birth tip Tuesdays. We are constantly posting all different sorts of birth education materials online. And birth tip Tuesdays, I go on the Instagram stories and I pick a card from the deck and we go a little bit deeper into that technique for the week. Yeah. Awesome. And I will put a link to purchase the birth deck as well. In Amazing. And if you're in Chicago area, by the way, people glow, gives some great massages. So if you <laughs> yeah. are looking for a deep tissue prenatal massage, or if any of your clients are, please point them our way. We're going to be in Roscoe village starting in autumn. Sometime we'll be opening between September and November, depending on construction. So yeah, that's all. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. I really appreciate you coming on. An absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For a list of our sponsors and resources talked about in today's episode or would like more information on my online birth classes, please visit my website, www.talkbirthytomepodcast.com. If you liked today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Or to connect with me and stay up to date on new weekly episodes, you can follow me on all social media at talkbirthytome.podcast or at Mommy Moda and Court. I truly appreciate your support and we will see you next week.